Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we're actually going to be talking with Steve Glazer from JobServe, and uh, he's going to tell us all about that, uh, the company, and he's going to tell us about himself, and we're going to get into the use case for the technology. So, um, Steve, do me a favor, do the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and uh, JobServe. I'm Steve Glazer. I'm the founder and CTO of JobServe. Uh, I've been working on this since the beginning of the year. Um, the project's been around for longer than that. Um, my background, I have an electronics background, EE background. I've been in management for 30 plus years, all high tech. Um, you could name any sort of a product tech, tech background is all over the place. It's diverse, whether it's been cellular, handheld devices, um, tech pubs, um, SaaS-based products. So what JobServe is set up to do is to help folks using a SaaS platform. So our, our product is available. It's free. There's a personal edition. And that's to help people understand more about themselves so they can use that, whether it's about work or whether it's about their, their personal lives. But it'll help them get to a point where they understand themselves better. Deep down inside is always where it needs to be. And I've noticed that um, for me, being a technology manager and working with HR tech groups, that I wish there was a tool like this over the years that I've been doing management. So that's basically where we are. The genesis of the product is all about bringing people back into HR technology. I like that. I like that a lot. So, so on one level, we're trying to, we're, we're as individuals and the company, we're trying to figure out fit, right? We're trying to, we're trying to figure out fit. So take us into uh what that means for job serve, like, okay, from a user perspective, what do they first do? Like, what's the, what, take us through that whole experience from a user. So most people who are familiar with what we're going to provide them with, this tool that we're providing them with, have, if they've been involved in either, a, you know, a high potential or a hypo program, or they've been a high performer, and they've been asked to take part in some form of an assessment. And those assessments usually take anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours, um, there's a delay, and then after that, you're provided your results, but your results have to be you know, discussed as a group because what you're trying to do is drive the company into a direction of high, having higher, tighter fit. So when you speak to fit, fit is usually around a person, and what we're doing is stripping it all the way down beyond the actual job description, right? That's not just the fit. People fit together when they work together. They have to fit together. So what we're doing is we're taking this all the way down to the bottom and providing an assessment. It takes about 10, 12 minutes to complete the assessment. Um, gives you exact same results that you would find in any of the other products that are available out there. It, but you get your results immediately. We give you quick, actionable things. It's guidance. It's um, you know knowing what your motivators are, your demotivators are. So as a person, you understand more about who you are. You know things that work well for you when it comes to how you like to work. We also provide you the counter, which is to say that if you had a particular temperament in this one avenue, it's about you, what's it like when you're working with the three other types of folks who may be different? And also you would help you understand folks who are much more like you. So our product is really quick. 
You get in there, you take the assessment, we provide you with guidance and guidelines, we give you some fit related things that are what we call your work identity is what we're drilling down to. That work identity is presented to you as a work profile. Your work profile shows your temperament, your work style, your top three work styles, and your leadership tendency. And that's not leadership where most people think, oh, I'm a leader, I'm a manager, I'm a director, not that kind of leader. Everyone leads. When people work together and when they fit together best, each leads the other. And when people are working together, folks forget that there's leadership involved. Someone is going to take on a task. Someone may actually look at the relationship between folks to figure out how that's going to work best if I'm responsible for leading this one, say, a scrum meeting, or say, maybe uh, trying to get the project together so that the shop floor is able to you know, work well together. So you're coordinating other people on different parts of a line. All of those things all of that deals with your work profile. And ultimately at the end, we wanna be able to give you a good perspective on how all of you fit in your job. Because as it turns out, the last fit is really the job you're in. If you're feeling uncomfortable, it's always best to know who you are to then know how do I fit myself? How do I fit? I love this. You, you mentioned fit and then you got into fit. people fit together, people work together. What, what has remote work changed? in that in that equation like you know again going to the office <laughs> sitting next to each other yes. being in the conference room doing the bit right the right. certain personalities and certain certain team members <laughs> that fits them but maybe it doesn't fit folks that are you know in Topeka or in you know in another area or through the zoom call or whatever like how does this how does how does it now with remote work and everything we've learned about ourselves over the last couple months uh, with quarantine, how does that change fit? I think that the fit's the same, and I don't mean from our perspective, our product's perspective, your fit right. is still the same. Just so happens that now you have to do everything over the phone or Zoom. Um, where you're gonna run into issues when it comes to remote work, which there are many groups and industries where they've been very familiar with, with right. you know, Right. Extended learning, or they may be, you know, familiar with, you know, a remote team. And some of those remote teams are onshore. They're, you know, nearshore. People like to call it. I just call it onshore, offshore, because I'm an old guy. Um, for me, those type of projects, yes, maybe they can fit into this a little better to use fit. Others, when it comes to how they're distributed, there are a lot of people internally who know so much about themselves, and they thrive on working with others in physical proximity. I mean, you just can't get away with that. There are people who love that. And that's gonna be, this is very difficult for them to transition. But if you know more about yourself and you understand, at least for me, as I come down to doing work day, to day by day, I know that I can lead easily if I know more about who it is I am and what's the project at hand. So I think remote work may have pushed some folks to the brink of, I don't really like this job because it was so much easier when I was in the office with everyone else, because I had friends to talk to, I had people to interact with, I could go to the lunchroom, I could go to lunch with folks. I mean, the lockdown stopped all of that. You can't even go to lunch anymore. You can't even go to coffee. So you really do have to sort of build your space in the medium that you're given, right? And that, that's, that, I don't, think in my personal opinion i don't think everyone is really aligned with that that's not a fit for most people everybody wants to get back to work the way they envision work yeah. and it turns out we are people and people need other people 
<laughs> so we got to get back together. We just have to physically get back together. However, once you know more about yourself, the best thing about that is you have things to rely on. I mean, let's be honest. Most people that are in a, in a hypo program, a, you know, a high potential program, they're given the opportunity. They're the 20% slice in an organization that are given the opportunity. But anyone that's been providing these types of programs over the last decade and a half, and it's been pretty much 15 years, but I mean, I think it can go back further. For me, I've seen this where you carve out a chunk of the organization. There's a large chunk. If you just turn around and look, there's a lot of people that are going, well, what about me? Like I perform really well. How come I don't get involved in this? How come I'm not there? What, what am I, chopped liver? That's bad. Now you lump remote work on top of that. Right. You, you are just basically suppressing the ability for people to able to execute. They want and they enjoy what they do. That's where they get a lot of the feelings for themselves. And it's why you keep using the word, and I keep using the word is fit. Mm -hmm. When you're a candidate, if you know more about yourself, you know if you're going to fit in the organization you're going to be working at. So, and, and this might be a dumb question, so yeah. bear with me, but the, uh, is there an assessment? Do you know of an assessment uh, currently or the people are working on that can assess for folks that thrive with remote work and, you know, or maybe, maybe have, will have difficulties with remote work? So it, what's interesting is when you think of psychology, which is most assessments are getting down to it, right? Temperament right. is all about you know, your right. psychology and, and your work style is more about how you show up to work and showing up to work is where remote work causes the problem, right? If you know how you show up to work, are you more, um, you know, aligned with dealing with, you know, you like to deal with information or data. Well, you probably might be a little more, you know, capable of dealing with remote work. But if you're real people driven or you're real idea driven where you feed off of others while you're discussing ideas, that means it's going to be a little more difficult for you. It's a bit more of a stretch. And providing guidance around remote work is something that actually we're trying to present to folks is to say, here are some guides that you can use. Here's some guidance. Here's some, you know, likes and dislikes that you may run into. And you should probably pay attention to these things because these are your top three work styles. Because your temperament, most people's temperament just means, you know, am I more analytical or am I more, you know, expressive or, you know, like I actually float between the both. When I take my own assessment, I'm either expressive or analytical. I can't, can't get <laughs> down. And as it turns out, my leadership style, <laughs> yeah, and my leadership style actually switches as well because my leadership style is not based on leading through task or leading through relationship. I'm, I've actually modified this, the results to also provide situational. There are lots of people who switch. It's a very narrow mm -hmm. band of folks, but there are a lot of people that switch. They understand the project at hand or the people they're working with or the thing that needs to be accomplished and they go task. They just drive task. If I focus on task, no one will get upset. You know, I can keep everyone happy even though we're going to be stressing out getting this thing done. The other one is I may switch over to relationship. It's situational where I know I have to work with others and they may not understand what it is I'm trying to provide or present or accomplish. I'll build on a relationship and then I bring everyone to the table to get it done. And to be able to do that, when you're in a room with multiples, it's, it's like Sybil in American Express. You're like getting Sybil and Jane and you're getting all these alt, you know, ulterior motives and then you've got everything else coming at you. If you can switch, if you can handle your context, that's great because you're in a room and you can read a room. Let's just drop you know, remote work on top of that. Here you go again. It just makes it much more difficult. Zoom's clipping in and out. You're trying to use Slack while you're chatting. I mean, it's, it's going to really drive people, sort of wrap it all back. 
if you know more about yourself and you're given a few guideposts that you can look for, you know, meal born, you've got the next milestone. You should be looking at things as you're going ahead. I think you'll actually be able to survive this a lot better. If I don't know of a tool that really tries to focus on remote work, we're focusing on the person and what's happening to you in your environment, your work environment, and what's your work style all about. So I noticed that the, you started with the personal edition where you get to know more about yourself. How does the company use this? How does the enterprise, if you will, how do they use JobServe? Right. So what's really nice is when you looked at any of the other programs that are out there, the, the, the products, um, everyone gets to know themselves and they spend in, you know, the three-day off-site and they all get to talk and, you know, go through the 40, 50, 20, 60-page document. Um, and then they read probably the top two pages and they look at the charts and then it ends up, you know, dust on the shelf because nobody really reads it after that. When you think about the organization themselves, though, how do they stream all that together? How do they, how do they get that, <laughs> that, you know, corporate consciousness? How do they get that in a place where they can kind of see what's going on and get that 30,000-foot level of their team? And I consider the team the whole company. So when you're looking at it from way up high, you can't thread those together. So what do you do? Some CXO level person drops in or the CHRO drops in and says, you know, so-and-so. So go give me a PowerPoint. And, and I need to understand how this all fits together. And what do they do? Churn, 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 weeks and weeks and weeks. They sit in basically Excel and PowerPoint and they put together some form of a presentation. The way our product works is everyone's taking the assessment. Everyone knows who they are, but the company immediately just logs in as one of the managers or the heads of HR logs in. They actually see the distribution of their organization. They see, you know, we have a whole bunch of people that are analytical. It's weighing very heavy as analytical. Then I can look at, you know, divisions of the organization and I can say that, well, this one team who actually probably should spend more time thinking about ideas is way mired in the, everyone's expressing themselves and no one's getting anything done. So they can actually use this view and say, well, now I need to go talk to, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so who's leading this part of our project line or products and, you know, try to get with them and say, okay, let's focus this a little better. You need to understand that everyone in this room is focused on data. So stop, you know, ideating to, you know, they need to see raw data. They need to work with things and understand what you're talking about. So you're going to have to spend a little more time explaining it. I know it feels like it's a drag. Those sorts of things are very difficult to switch the context very quickly from 30,000 foot down. So you want to be able to go in and look at your team and understand each one of these members. This person is like this and this person is like that. I'm going to rely on those two to get this across the line. So I, I, I totally get well, and I, I think I understand the use internally. It's, it's uh, in, in, in some ways, it's like chess. Now you understand the rook and what the rook can do. Now placing the rook in the right spot, you know, with the right pe- you know, components around or the right people around him. So, so I, I think I understand that. Do you think it, uh, JobSurf has an, um, an application on the front end of hiring? So that's actually an interesting way to look at it because we – have been always thinking about retention, right? And right. what happens is, is that while we spend a lot of cycles getting candidacy, you know, successful candidacy programs through, and we're spending a lot of time on ATSs and other things. What's happening though is the minute the person sits down and gets onboarded, poof, that all yeah. goes away. Yeah. And so what we've always looked at is the advantage here is if I knew that a candidate sitting in front of me had already used the personal edition of JobServe, and says, I know a lot about myself. I know I'm analytical. I know I'm people-driven. 
And I also know that I lead through relationship and I'm a, and I'm a product manager. Give me the job. I can do this. I know I can do this. I'm confident. That person sitting on the other side of the table who's trying to interview them was like, whoa, what, huh? Like, I can, <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, no, I got it. And here it is. I'll lay it all out for you. I've got my portfolio together. And part of that is my work profile. So that part of the process brings them to the table. They know what's going on. Now let's go to the other side of the table. I'm on an HR team and I'm trying to get people I'm trying to get folks, managers, senior leaders, someone who's in their leading parts of the project where this person will fill the wreck. And I know who they are and I know what they're like. And I've built the job description and the questionnaire, the questions that these people will use during the interview process. I've built these smartly. I've actually said, hey, if you need to understand that you need someone who's more expressive in this, this role because that'll balance the team out, ask these sorts of questions to understand that, oh, I see, they really are very expressive. This is really cool. I like working with this person. This actually then says both sides of this whole process are smart enough to figure out what's going on, right? You ask smart questions. You don't just write a job description that says, I need you to be able to use PowerPoint, like seriously. <laughs> like I think we can get most people over the hump in about a week on how to use PowerPoint. This is not the brain trust here. What is it they do? How do they bring their skills with their work profile to the table and say, this is who I am, hire me. I'm the right person for the job. The other side should say, actually, your fit's a little off. Like, but we have this other role we're gonna have in about a month. So let's just bring you on. Let me try to force the wreck. So give me a chance. Like, let me go talk to the person that runs that division and let me go get them to understand that, you know what, just open the wreck tomorrow. <laughs> you should just hire this person. They're a perfect fit for your team. That's actually what needs to start happening. And again, I'm gonna drive it down to people and fit. This is all about people. We're supposed to be in the human space and we forgot it. I want analytics to be read like people, meaning I want folks to look at data not as it's just data and now I know where people are supposed to go. I want it as informative. It needs to be there to drive the process. I wish I had had the ability to, to have better interview questions, but I spent the time to do it. I'm the hiring manager. I'm going to have five of my team members in there talking to this other person. These are the things you need to ask them because I don't want to have a fit problem in the next six months. I want to have a fit problem that I can't even see because they fit so well. That's what I want. And not every manager looks at it that way. They're spending too much time in so many other meetings. They forget it's all about the people. What's interesting is you could put this way out on the front end of the job application process so that the, a, the candidate knows something about themselves, which would be beneficial to them, but also you'd know as they funnel through and do the other things that, that are a part of your hiring process, you know more about them. Uh, I should know what to expect. I mean, right. if I'm sitting here with a board and I've got square round triangular pegs, right? I got all these pegs laying on the table and I don't know how many gaps there are. What am I doing here? Like <laughs> I, to be in the literal sense, I suck as a manager. Like I need to know what it is that someone needs to fulfill before I can fill the wreck. And if I'm not looking out to understand what it is that I need, then I'm pretty much halfway home to being sitting in the desk without my own job. So what I really need to do is to sit down and figure out what is my team makeup like? Who do I have that's working on these projects? And this slot I need, they better fit in 
from temperament and work style and leadership tendency, I need to know those things. What is it I have to have to fill this hole, this space, this wreck? And, and I think if people would just take a minute <laughs> to realize what fit's all about, right? We all complain about it. It's always 60% plus every year. Communication is the biggest problem. Yeah, it's because nobody knows how to talk to each other. They, they don't even understand themselves and they don't understand the others that they work with. Get there, like get to that point so that we can actually understand who we're working with. So I, I think on, from a workflow uh, perspective, uh, dealing with HR in particular, I can see JobServe kind of having a relationship with internal mobility, with performance, learning, rewards and recognition, compensation. Where would you optimally like uh, HR professionals to use JobServe? Anywhere. And I know that sounds very trite or goofy or silly or pick any one you want to apply to this. But to be honest, I think... So our biggest challenge as, as, a, as a provider of, of a solution or a product or a platform to folks, we have to actually invert the picture, right? And, and I've spoken with you before and you're always like, you know what, it's got to be really simple, right? This has got to be stripped down for folks. Well, the problem is, if you think about it, everything we just spent the last 20 minutes talking about is all about not just fit, but it's the person themselves and the people they're going to be working with. And for that, you can now see it's multifaceted. It's not just one tool that it sidles up next to. It's not just one approach that it would help out. It's not just one sort of, you know, product piece. It's all of it. So we have to flip the picture and say, what I'm more interested in is people. And I'm not saying you inverted the picture on purpose. I'm saying that the rest of us out there, all of us, the folks who are out there hiring, the folks who work need to kind of invert and look the other way and go, you know what? I know more about what's going on. I can get the right person. I need to do that. I should be focused on that. Yeah, it's uh, what I've what I've come to understand about job service. It's connective tissue. Yeah, it's exactly. Con- connective tissue. It it, it 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 has places all throughout that workflow. Well, now you wait. Know, you're, where you're from, you know what a fistula is, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I use that. I'm sad. I'm I'm a tech kind of guy, and I was also raised in the Central Valley in California, like in Memphis. <laughs> I know what a fistula is. I don't use this very often, but I know you do. I'm not sure if all of your listeners do. But when you've got a view into the entire organism, you can see inside. Right. You know so much more about what's going on. I just, I wish I had this 20 or 30 years ago. But as it turns out, I've been doing this on my own. Right. I've got spreadsheets that are crazy. I used to have these spreadsheets nicknamed. It was like, how do we do the balance? You know, I'm trying to get with the different team members that I have to help me work this out. I've done huge levels of OD. I've taken a 160 person organization, which was just my part of this large company. And I had to do a reduction in force. I had to concentrate my staff. Well, I was given the task in a monetary sense. I looked back and inverted and says, what are we doing wrong? I mean, if we have 160 people, I don't like giant organizations. I like the right fit. So what did I do? I re-interviewed every, I was a brand new head of this group, interviewed everyone, asked HR for all of the, you know, people's resumes from when they first started. I want to look at their reviews and I had one-on-ones with them. And I said, this is what I'm planning on doing. I'm building an engineering approach to this thing. Instead of a reactive, I'm doing a predictive model. Are you for it or not? If you're not for it, you're out because I need people to think smartly and I need you all to fire on like a thousand cylinders as it turned out. So I was trying to get this to alter. Well, I've been building this using numerical models, then using the person side. So I need the data and I need the people. 
If I don't have that, I'm just, I'm barking up the wrong tree. I'm never going to get there. Right. So one of the things that uh, you, you've used as a tagline, I want to make sure that the audience gets this, is employee recognition via critical insights. So uh, retention. Re- yeah, so, employee retention. What did I say? Relocation? Recognition. But you know what? Great Freudian slip. Wait a minute. Wait a no, minute. no, no. That's a great yeah. Freudian slip because <laughs> I would use that right below it. And the reason is because when you think about it, retention yeah. is about recognition, right? Of course. So you're on it. Like you just like thumbprint right on it, buddy. So it's like right there because once you, if you want to retain, you better recognize who your staff is. You better recognize what's going on. And in order and to do any of those things, you have to have the critical insights. Right. And you've got these things where you basically think, I always like to go back to Tron, right? It's right. The recognizer, you know, or the bit, like those things are what you need to have. It's either a yes, no answer, and you need a recognizer to figure out what's going on. That's brother. I absolutely appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and, uh, and just kind of breaking down. And I love, I absolutely, you know, I love what you do, uh, but I love uh, the approach and I love just the smartness of it. And you're, you're trying to solve a real problem. So thank you. And, uh, and thanks for everyone for listening to the use case podcast. Thanks a lot. All right, brother. You've been listening to recruiting daily's use case podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com. 